All right, Jerkoffs, hello, how are we? Uh, welcome back to the Union Jackoff. My name is Daniel Muggleton. It is good to hear from you again. It's nice to be back. Uh, we have another great episode this week uh, featuring Rob Mulholland and Andrew Hubert, two very good friends of mine. Uh, Rob's got his own self-produced special film to the Edinburgh Fringe coming out. And Andrea is one of my absolute favorite people to talk to. So I thought, why not smash them together? A good man from Yorkshire and uh, a lovely lady from North London. Uh, the complete opposite in terms of accents, I think. Probably North northeast versus London. And a fancy London accent at that. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, a little bit different from the Essex boys last week. Hope you dug that episode, got some good feedback. If you do enjoy it, please do get in touch at the Union Jackoff on Twitter. I love to hear from you. It's a it's a goddamn joy. Uh, what have I been up to? I've been I was in I was in Amsterdam last weekend. Uh, still very confused whether or not I can legally work in Amsterdam. Uh, I think I can. I don't know. No one seems to stop me. But when at customs they're like, hey. What's the purpose of your visit? I'm like, visiting friends. <laughs> Definitely not confident uh, to say that I'm working uh, as a comedian, but they're Dutch, so they probably wouldn't even know what that's all about. Obviously, I kid. Uh, I have a great, a great time in Amsterdam. One of my favorite things about being in the UK is just seeing the different comedy scenes sprouting up in Europe. And I have to say, Amsterdam is one of the most developed. They do shows in English pretty much every night of the week these days and that's thanks to the beautiful boys at Comedy Embassy. Uh, if you are in Amsterdam and feel like a spot of comedy to go with your illicit substances and vagina behind the glass, then can I recommend Comedy Embassy? Uh, Tim and the boys down there are awesome. Uh, what was it? One thing about Amsterdam, if you haven't been, and I know, I know most people have, apparently tourism in Amsterdam is like the absolute peak industry. But when, you, when you're kind of a younger person, you just get told about the fact that like weed's legal and uh, the prostitution thing and like the red light district. But in terms of a city, it is one of the most pretty places ever. Like it is so lovely with the canals and just like walking around. I know this makes me sound like an old man, but I am. Uh, I definitely think that aspect of Amsterdam needs to be a little bit more, you know, promoted. The fact that it's just really nice. You don't you don't need uh, weed, you know? <laughs> you can just enjoy it on its own merits. Um, and the one, one thing that I, I did enjoy, there was just on the Sunday, there was just this English man who was just like very drunk and like kind of like heckling a little bit. Like not too bad. He was just being a part of it. Um, which I don't mind. Other acts would have found it frustrating, but I, I, I didn't mind. And uh, it was just funny having all the Dutch people come up being like, oh, I'm so sorry, you're so rude. That's my, that's my Dutch accent, by the way. It's just a, like a 10% Sean Connery's accent. <laughs> that's how I think Dutch people talk. They're like, yeah, so su- uh, surprising, this, this man. He was yelling out. And I'm like, dude, that's just like English people at shows. They like to yell. English people like to yell. It's like their favorite thing uh, to be loud. It's, it's their vibe. And uh, he, was, he was just so tame by UK standards. But for like Dutch people, it's like, oh my God, this guy's a, this guy's a lunatic. Um, but I did enjoy that. Uh, I reckon we should just get into this thing. Uh, if you are listening, I'm in Edinburgh this weekend at my favorite Monkey Barrel Comedy Club. 
It is one of the hot venues at the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, all the all the cool kids play there, and I go there on the weekends because it is one of my favorite clubs. So if you are in Edinburgh over the weekend, go to the Monkey Barrel Comedy Club. You'll see me every night. Uh, beyond that, thank you for everyone who came down on Wednesday. I did an encore of my Edinburgh show at Two North Down in London. Uh, managed to managed to get quite a few people in, which is really nice. It was looking a bit quiet, but they turned up, and it was actually fun. As a as a comedian, when you've done the same show every day for a month, you kind of lose the enjoyment factor in doing it. You kind of like, I think I think we're done here. I think I've said all these things as many times as I need to. Uh, but I got to say, doing it again in London was cool. And my dad came down. Uh, Leo Muggleton was in the house, and that was a bit of fun. He, as always, said, good job, and didn't really comment on anything beyond that because it's nice. At this point in my career, he knows he is out of his depth. <laughs> he could just enjoy things or not. That's the limit of his participation in my shows. Uh, that's all. Thank you so much for that. Um, please do give us a little five star on iTunes if you do enjoy the podcast. We've still only got nine reviews. I want to get to 10. I'm a metric boy. I've been in Europe. I love, the, I love that little, little metric system divisible by 10. One thing I'm wondering... If England leaves the, well, if the UK leaves the EU as, you know, if Brexit occurs, does that mean British people are going to stop using 24-hour time completely? Because I got to say, that is the most European thing of all, being like, why are we doing this AM, PM shit? Let's just use numbers the whole time for maximum communication, no ambiguity. That's Europe for you. That was actually one of my favorite interactions with a Dutch person. I was like, hey man, too easy. And he's like, oh, I'll make it more difficult next time then. <laughs> classic, classic European humor for you there. All right, let's get to this episode with Rob Mulholland and Andrea Hubert. Uh, as of last week, I'm featuring songs on the podcast and we've got James Numbere again. I wanted to get him back on so I could nail that name. He sent me a voice clip of him saying his own name so I got the pronunciation right, which was adorable. So this week we've got James Numbere, Don't Stop, uh, please check him out on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. He's all over the place. So here we go. Episode 45, Rob Mulholland, Andrew Hubert. Taking us there is James Numbere. Let's get into it, jerk-offs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Union Jackoff. My name is Daniel Muggleton. We are back on video live at the Vauxhall Comedy Club Labs. That's what I'm officially calling this place. Mooch, are you happy with that as a title? Uh, it'll do. That sounds Fucking good. Fucking bang. Vauxhall Comedy Club Labs. I have two guests for you today. Uh, two good friends of mine. Sometimes I just have comedians <laughs> on. You guys, friends. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Rob Mulholland. Hello. I mean, it is also like audio. So yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> it's yeah, like doing sorry. a big wave in silence. Fucking strong start. And Andrea <laughs> Hubert, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Hi. I didn't know this was being filmed with video. And now you do. And now I do. And it's fine. Yeah, it's so great. We're... It's absolutely fine. I'm very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be pretty much the vibe for the next hour. Um, 
Uh, but no, so we got you got we got Rob from Leeds. Is it Leeds or well, outside I'm, Leeds? I'm, I'm from uh, I'm from North Yorkshire. Like Leeds is like the closest big city. I'm from a little town called Nairsborough in North Yorkshire. Nairsborough is spelled with a K. I was going to say that's one. definitely one of those bullshit English <laughs> yeah, spellings. If K. you want to know how to spell it, uh, kings nearly always read easy story books or ride on ugly green horses. That's what I got taught when I was six. Me too, but it was nothing to do. with <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Andrew, you're from London. I'm from London, from North London. North London, yeah. North, the specific, like, I'm necessary. I'm from Harrow, I'm from Harrow. But is it, like, necessary yeah, to specify? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Well, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. I can't. I think it is. Yeah, that, that's a North is. London accent. This is a accent. North London accent. Yeah. I if can't... you want to be real specific, it's a North West London Jewish accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to fill out a form uh, right from the top of the yeah. podcast. White other. So, White other? Yeah, is that yeah. a thing? Do you have forms here? Yeah, yeah. I don't think We have forms, yeah. We've got all sorts of things. Yeah, we actually had them before you guys. Thank you for crime you committed. <laughs> yeah. And then sent you on your merry way. And merry it was <laughs> to a sunnier place that's on fire most of the time now. Thank you for climate change. Please learn how to recycle. You're so welcome. Um, but no, because like, I, I don't know in Australia if we have like the forms with the race thing. Because I had this American guy on, he was like, you fill them out like as a kid. Yeah. Like you're in school and it's just like, what are you? And he's like, black. Yeah, sorry. Right. Are we going to get taught about racism by an Australian? Yeah, this is adorable. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm an expert. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you guys are pro. At doing or noticing? It's yeah. Uh, both. <laughs> Learn also. by doing. Learn by doing. Right? It's very simple. Um, I got a dad. He's in the UK right now. He's going to say some racist shit for sure. <laughs> Why isn't your dad here with us on this podcast? That would be awesome. <laughs> because I don't want to record things that he says uh, without, yeah, yeah. without like one of those five second TV delay buttons. You know. It just, but it's casual. Like in Australia, the racism is casual. Yeah, to be fair, where I'm from, it's a very casually racist place as well, like in North Yorkshire. A small town in North Yorkshire, there's not a lot of diversity uh, going around, like in my hometown. There is a. Uh, yeah, a lot of questionable viewpoints. But, you know, like, no one, it doesn't really matter, is what I feel about the people <laughs> to, in my town. To you? Well, no, because, like, they're not doing anything. They never leave that town. None of them vote. Like, none of them do anything. They're not influencing anything. Let them think what they want. Like, I think, you're not changing their mind. They're thick as fuck. <laughs> I mean, Endearing some of them are great. Themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Rob huge in his hometown. Yeah, like, a fair. massive. Yeah, it's the only place I sell tickets. I really shouldn't cut them off. It's <laughs> right. great. No, yeah, they it is. They are not listening to this. No, this is it. true. Like, uh, they haven't got the internet yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, dial up. 56K? Was that the 52K? 56. 56, 56, I, 56 was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to get technical. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like numbers. <laughs> what? character are you playing right now <laughs> i'm really tired <laughs> yeah you said what well, because you stop smoking weed i don't want to talk about that okay that. i mean it's fine i should have written a list of shit i don't want to talk about all right i'll I? talk about fucking anything i don't give a shit <laughs> Rob, we understand your brand and even if they've never heard of you before now they get it quickly <laughs> brand is a strong word for no, what I, I, think. Think I, think fair, I think it's fair i think you do have quite a strong i think brand. rob mahomes oh, thanks. brand yeah, is like right. barista cutting loose <laughs> that's kind of a Wow, he could not have been more offensive just then. No, but so accurate. Yeah, like, and yeah. I used I did, to be a barista. I, did I was like, to... you look like you used to be a barista. Oh, you, He's like, I did. did you yeah, no, I, I used to be a maestro, which is head barista. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered what, what a barista is exactly. About. I just oh, a coffee really? maker. Just, yeah, it just but... means bar staff in Italian. Uh, like that's literally it. So is there a qualification you do for uh, it? Yeah, there, you have to be a dick. No, there is. Like, <laughs> 
get then to qualify I am as a, a barista. dick, and then you get to make coffee. Yeah, I think you can call yourself one. I don't think there's like an adjudicating body. But like, no, 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 at Cafe Nero, like, I did do an exam. I did a. In order to become <laughs> a, a, a maestro, I had to do a practical and written exam in coffee making. Maestro, please. Yeah, yeah. So like they, they like I went to this so, like so centre in Manchester. Mr. Like I had to make coffees, and they would like go through with a spoon, go through my cappuccino. If there's a bubble, you got sent home. Instant fail. One bubble in your cappuccino. Wait, well, it's like Mr. Nero. Has, has froth. Yes, but your froth should be smooth. Oh, it shouldn't be made of bubbles, or should the Very bubbles be tiny so small bubbles. that you can't exactly, see Exactly, exactly. If you get like a big air bubble in the middle of it, yeah, I had to do all that shit, and like that was in order to earn, and I shit you not, twenty five p an hour more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know I was sat with a maestro. I'm, so, I'm suddenly so intimidated. <laughs> I'm going to call you Maestro the entire time now. Please Good, do. Like, uh, please Seinfeld do. episode. Maestro, the conductor, who insists on being called... Why does nobody watch Seinfeld in this can I, fucking country? Can I country? tell you why? I'll tell you why. why? Because um, when Seinfeld was on, when it was first on, it had, it was from, you had to have a Sky package to watch it. Um, a lot of people didn't have the Sky package, like the, right. the satellite TV. So we, we watched everything that was on Terrestrial, but unless you bought the special package, you missed out on a bunch of shows, which is why most people here have missed out on Seinfeld. Yeah, I have caught up on it since. That's good. I mean, I just like the fact that I just assume because you're Jewish, I was like, she knows about Seinfeld. Like, I was like, this is didn't like an I just tell you opinion. something you didn't know about Seinfeld? You did. Yeah. Exactly right. So you're right. But I, I was right, but I'm just like, it was wrong. Like, in my you head. were right for the worst reason. Exactly. <laughs> Which is how I live my life. Uh, wait, so you, we. I just need to understand how can a coffee, how can Cafe Nero yeah. be like, excuse me, Rob? We think you're great. Yeah, we yeah. want to give you a promotion. I was smashing it. Smashing S- it in the coffee shop. Sit an exam. Yeah. And you'd be like, sure. Well, basically, I got paid to go to Manchester for a day rather than working in the coffee shop. They so paid that- for you to take the exam. Yeah, yeah. Like they pay for, you know, you get paid for a day to go do it. Right. And then, yeah. And then I, I, my job was to then train the new recruits when they came in. I was the trainer uh, in store. You were the head maestro. I was, yeah, I was the. I was also in charge of the the coffee standards for the shop. So it was it was my <laughs> responsibility if a bad coffee was sold. <laughs> Mental. But uh, yeah, thank fuck I don't do that job anymore. It where, was dog shit. Where was this? Was this in London? It was in Harrogate, which is a really posh town in the north, which is like the next town over to where I'm from. Like I'm from like the sort of poor relation to Harrogate. Of course you I do. Love, I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course I've been to Harrogate. It's delightful. It's it the home of the British spa. Yes, it is. It's it's a very, very beautiful place full of cunts and uh, <laughs> an incredible architecture and incredible beautiful architecture. designer shops full of lovely furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. Also has a weirdly massive heroin problem. Like it's a lot of trust fund kids oh, I didn't like know go that. on to heroin. Yeah, so our toilet we were right next to the bus station, so um, every day I'd find needles in the toilet and like a fucking horrible job. Why were you well, just like in the ground of the toilet? Yeah, like, yeah, just like, like, like the, I thought you were just kind of like inspecting yeah, is the this toilet. Still related to the job, or do you just go to the toilets to find needles? No, I wasn't looking for and them. Then moan, <laughs> and then moan about it. They were just, they were just there. I've got a needle phobia, so I would just lock it. When I went, whenever there was one in there, I just locked the door and then called the council, and that was it. I wouldn't fucking go anywhere near it. Why would you ever touch a needle that you didn't buy yourself? Well, this is it. Didn't like, buy yourself. Why were you <laughs> buying needles? a needle? <laughs> well, have, you, have you bought a needle? Oh, well, one time I made this a uh, really elaborate costume, and um, <laughs> and I had 
to. I wanted. I was making. Do you know what? It doesn't. The, the details. Oh, it matters. Good. No, no, no. Like, okay, no, I don't. You can't lay that down and not right, provide details. So the theme was under the sea, and I decided to make a um, statement. I decided, <laughs> I decided a to horrible make a life choice. <laughs> so I made a skirt made out of fisherman's netting, and then I attached things that one might find under the sea. So I had like a little puppy in a bag, and like loads of needles, and like a few dead hands and things right. so, I went so to this boots. was like the sea around Grimsby <laughs> <laughs> look I don't want to be bitchy about Grimsby but yes and, uh, wait is Grimsby an actual place yeah, yeah. that sounds like a yeah. fake shit English town yeah, yeah. well no it's I a mean, real shit in, English town he grew up in Grimsby yeah. ugh it's yeah. near Hull but like it's slightly worse than Hull somehow That's I have nice. to let Rob describe these things and put them down because I can't yeah yeah, yeah. in my <laughs> accent it sounds like affectionate yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in mine it would be too real almost I mean no, the, right. the end of the story is I went into boots to try and buy some syringes and she wouldn't sell them to me because she didn't believe that I needed them for medical purposes. Well, you didn't. Uh, you didn't. You well, did for costume purposes. Arts and so I had to get. <laughs> so I had to get a diabetic friend to get them for me. Uh, so, you know, because at the time you still had to use a syringe to inject the insulin, whereas now you right. use a pen. You get it. <laughs> you guys get it. Uh, oh, you tell me it. something I don't know about insulin. <laughs> so the, the point is you can't just buy syringes, guys. Well, good to know. Yeah, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Well, look, that's that's lovely. You can find them in toilets, though, in Harrogate. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. lovely Harrogate. Yeah, but that's not the kind you want on your skirt. <laughs> no, those, probably not. No, those ones wouldn't go near them. Like, I am thankful for my needle phobia. I genuinely think that is the only reason I'm not a smackhead. Like, I genuinely considered heroin quite a few times. I went ah, needles. When you, when you, you can smoke it. You can smoke it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but then, it, yeah, but then it always leads to needles. No one ever stops at smoking it, do they? Like, no one ever goes, oh, Why that's enough. No, so you smoke is enough. Because people <laughs> snort it too, don't they? All right, fine, I'll do smack. I'm convinced. <laughs> uh, I used to live with a guy who did heroin like once every three months. He would say, I'm having... Well, like a- quarterly heroin? Well, kind of. He'd have a bunch of friends around to the living room and he'd call it a brown night. And I would... And that I, is such a problematic title. I know. And it's not because he's doing heroin. What an amazing... Was the makeup involved? What an amazing needle thread. Just intruder around the side. <laughs> You've assumed that they were all white. You are correct. <laughs> I mean, uh, you do yeah. live with them. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, this yeah. is your friendship group. You don't know me, but you've guessed right. Uh, no. Um, and, and I would always like I would always just go out that night because I did, just didn't fancy it at all. Yeah, it that's fair. It wasn't for me. And then I'd fair. come back the next sort of day and they'd all be sort of on the floor. And, and that was every... It was like I lived with him for about a year and a half. So there were about six brown nights yeah. and um, six brown mornings. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I don't... It, it didn't appeal to me. But I right. always imagined heroin must be amazing or so many people wouldn't ruin their lives It's pretty good. It. I've done it by accident. Uh, yeah. like, it was pretty good. But like, not like... How did you do it by accident? Well, like, I got given a powder that wasn't what I thought it was. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, I was already on a lot of other drugs, so it was very hard to tell what the heroin specifically was doing it. But I've had a lot of different opiates. And like, uh, you know, it's, it's just... It's nice, but it's not my it's not my vibe. I like things in pill form. Yeah, I, so. I like uppers. <laughs> I like uppers more than anything. Like, if, they, if you put it in a pill, that's fine. But yeah. I don't want to be dealing with... You like, could definitely press it into a pill. And so we've all sorted out how we're going to do smack. Then, really. <laughs> I always, I always what what a positive idea. podcast this is. I had this idea that I would do it, but only if I make it to 80, that's when mm. I'd like to start. Well, no, everyone you know? ends you up on morphine heroin. then, don't yeah, you? Everyone that's ends up on heroin. Everyone dies a smack addict. Because like, well, when, when you're in a nursing home or you're in hospital and they say, oh, we've made them comfortable, yeah, they've pumped them full of smack. They that's certainly all that means. haven't laid them in a room filled with cotton wool. Exactly, like, yeah. So like, every one of us goes out a smack addict and I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't realise there was such a thing as a conversation stopper in a podcast, but I think you found it. I mean, I just like that when I got you guys on, I was like, this could really go anywhere, but I never thought heroin was the starting point. I was like, <laughs> Mate, this is the brand. <laughs> it's, it's not my brand, guys. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, wait, so you, you grew up in Yorkshire, yeah. and then you went to uni... Yes, in, in London. London. Yeah, in southeast London. I what went to Goldsmiths. Goldsmiths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't do art. I just wanted to hang around art students. But you hate art students. Yeah. You hate anyone pretentious. Why would you go to well, Goldsmiths? No, I hate them now. Ah. Because <laughs> you experienced them. Goldsmiths made you the man you are because I, because I lived through it, yeah. Like, basically, because like, I grew up, like, um, with, like, because I was in such a small town. and like How many all, people in this town? Give me a 50, figure. 50,000. You know, well, it's, it's not that No, it's small. not tiny. It's not like a village. You remember, Australian small towns, like, Five thousand. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, it, and weird. also this town yeah. is growing constantly. So I don't really know how much it was when I was. And these thick people are breeding, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, they are. But like, because it's in a nice area, <laughs> like, it's going to be huge in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, it, but it's the sort of place where I know everyone. You know, like I know all the people in town centre. You know, like right. it, it's you know it's a, it's a local sort of place. So I grew up like without any culture or anything there. So all my culture was sort of vicarious. And everyone that I was really into, all the bands I was into, they all went to art school. I was into like a weird post-punk bands and like indie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go be part of that. I thought that that's where the interesting, cool people go. I'll go hang out there. And it was really fun, but I did also meet a lot of cunts. And, uh, sure. Yeah. It's an art school. Yeah. Have you did, met yeah. people who paint? Yeah, loads of them. Yeah, pricks. Yeah, uh, like, dicks, I, I met a lot of great people, but also, yeah, it, it's fucking tiresome. It's <laughs> really tiresome. And like, I just realised that when I got there, loads of the people who were there weren't creative. They weren't interesting. They were just rich, and that's what really soured me to it. Like, and then you went into stand-up comedy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I thought you know what we you know what would be better for that comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know. Yeah, people with no visible proof of their talent, like yeah. the worst, the worst kind. We're oh. the worst. Kind. No audible proof. Surely, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're making people laugh, that's proof enough. No? Yeah, that is. True. I mean, I disagree. I've heard plenty of people laugh at trash. Yeah, that oh, is true. Yeah, there, is, there are there are ways of making people laugh. Like there there are there are comics. Yeah, we who should are... know that. We should know those ways. That's our job. Song parodies. Oh my god. Okay, don't don't because Dude, like I my... can't. I can't even. That just drives me crazy. My yeah. fiance Mary, who I love from the bottom of my heart, likes song parodies, and it's an issue. Yeah, I, I yeah. find it really hard to understand how that marriage will still go ahead. Then, because in terms of things you like, that's really upsetting. I'm slowly weaning her off it. It's like her heroin, <laughs> just <laughs> kind of moving her back yeah. off it till my she depends on other things. Al. Weird Al's like kind of yeah, a classic Weird Al though. started it all so yeah but know. it's still shit it's still fundamentally shit I don't care how long he's been doing it it's dog shit it is... I think if you've been doing it as long as him you can kind of get past the part don't encourage them that'll mean that people keep going in order to try and stay long enough in <laughs> order to like get validation I feel like I don't have the power you think I have <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wish I did but no all these musical comedians <laughs> listening to this being like Andrew well, said Andrew to go said on going, so. I've said a lot of things guys uh, <laughs> fucking mad brag <laughs> <laughs> I, I said so much stuff yeah 
Yeah, like we said arts college because like I the only reason arts college seems like a very British thing, and I say that because I've heard like that pulp song when they talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. And like Blur was all arts. Blur, went, Blur went to Goldsmiths. Uh-huh. Um, like Pulp talks about St Martin's, which was down the road. Uh, but yeah, Blur went to my like college, and then like Tracy Emin and David Hurst all went to my it, uni. Is an arts thing like it's fine arts, and that's yeah, all they like offer? Gold, Goldsmiths. No, 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 that's why I went because uh-huh. I, went, I went and studied politics. They do other other top other topics, but they're main focus is their fine arts sure department. okay yeah because in, in, in australia like yeah like the universities there's like fine arts which is like very separate and there's like kind of there's act, there's acting places here too right just like just acting yeah like kind of yeah, like yeah. Drama. drama school yeah, yeah. Drama yeah. School. yeah we, we have those yeah yeah i'm just, I'm just i'm sorry just as a blanket thing we've got everything you've got and more yeah Pop that is song. that is not that is not true you do not have an indigenous population <laughs> we barely do Fucking now we do it's not like me <laughs> <laughs> no they don't we've they tried don't. so hard to get rid of them <laughs> <laughs> so have we. Uh, <laughs> inappropriate, but historically very accurate. Accurate, yeah. Nice. You can't deny that. <laughs> like it's getting better. Every podcast this comes up, you guys are like you're so mean to your indigenous population. I'm like, you started it. <laughs> like literally, you started for our indigenous population. I don't. I don't think I did though. I don't feel like I've really oh, got any responsibility. I don't know. For this. I don't know that that's an okay thing to say. I don't mean like you can't say it, but yeah. I mean I don't know. I think. I think that the general thought is that even if one didn't do a thing, you have to at least accept the benefits from the people who did if you're nope. mildly related. No, nope. Rob's not having any of that shit. <laughs> I've not, not had any of the fucking benefits. It's not me who's like you profited have, from it. You have had the benefits. You can go. Yeah, well, the- we got rid of a load of cunts. That was the benefit to me, my, me and my family. Like, we got rid of you lot. What? The Wait, who's you lot? Oh, that, that the would Australians. Be the uh, the yeah. uh, criminal can population. You, can you trace your lineage back to criminals? Um, I've never checked. I'm so not interested yeah. in my heritage. I'm kind of the same. Yeah. yeah. Like I, because like, seriously, I got this ancestor who invented a religion. I just don't which one? care. Moses. I mean, not which, <laughs> <laughs> not which, Islam. Not which ancestor, which religion? Uh, Moses. No, uh, so, no, I'm, uh, it was, uh, Muggletonianism. I know this sounds like a lie. Oh my God. Fuck it's off. Not, it's not On a lie. Country, it sounds exactly oh like what I would expect you to say. Muggletonianism. I, you can, I'll put it, I think I've spoken about this before, this thing. I'll put a link in it's a thing wow if you okay. google muggletonianism there's a wikipedia page that explains it and all that stuff right it doesn't just explain that that it explains a <laughs> <the> lot this. <laughs> frankly explains your jesus complex wow. <laughs> that's a different religion yeah, like we yeah, were yeah. into him you know it's my Buddha complex. No, it's, you never hear that, do you? No, yeah. It's, it's got a real Buddha complex. I think she's well zen. It's just so calm. It's got a real Buddha complex. Never heard him complain. Uh, but wait, so you went down to London and you hated it. You hated no, London. No, I, like, I liked it. And like, what this, do you mean? We were just outside. No, no, you're like, right. fucking London. No, right. It, like, it's more complex than that, right? I do. I hate it now, right? I've been soured to it. When I first came, I was dead excited. I was like moving to the big city. And for the first year or two, it was great. And then slowly London fucking broke me. It is such a hard place to live. Everything you want to do here is way more difficult than anywhere else in the fucking country. Just doing anything. Going down the shops is harder than it is anywhere else. It's it's just a difficult, tough place filled with people who are trying to trick themselves into enjoying it. And everyone, <laughs> here, everyone here is like, it's great, it's the best city in the world, I couldn't live anywhere else, it's fantastic. Because <laughs> uh, they're all just like, got this con trick that it's the best place. And then as soon as you live anywhere else, you realise, nah, it's dog shit here. Like, living in Manchester is so much better. It's half the price, it's way more fun, there's loads more going on that is actually good. There's not loads more going on no, that's, that's good. good. You can't that's good. make that argument. There are thousands of events happening every day in London with three people 
there. Like, everything's so spread out. Everything's so spread so thinly. No one could afford to do anything. It's like all the interesting people have fucked off. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> yes, you did. I I disagree with that. I think Manchester's cool. I dig it up there, but I would get bored. I would. It's too small. Nah, man. I can't, not... Like Sydney's five million, and like yeah. I think that's a bit small. <laughs> like I'm just kind of like, like, what do you need? Like, what do you need? Well, Sydney's very spread out too. Yeah. Like, I like I like the kind of crush of here. Like, I like just you, know, you can wander like through to stuff, and there's always things on. Like compared to Australia, yeah, same in Manchester. There's just not. There's not as much. There's not as much. I mean, look, I haven't spent enough time there to say it unequivocally. But I spent a lot of time in both. I can equivocally. I grew up in London, and I can see both sides of your argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you yeah. said before this podcast you were not going to be disagreeable, and you're just trying to stick to Super it. Chill, man. Like I get it. It is really expensive. Yeah. Uh, I do love it in a way that you love the place you're from. And I know it really well, but it is very, very tough to live here not being rich. And it's getting yeah. tougher every day. And it's kind of becoming, it's becoming untenable. It has yeah. become untenable already. Well, was it more fun? Like, because what? You you would have lived to seven? About 2005 I moved here. Like, so I was, when I was 18. So yeah, I think about 2005 till about 2009. I think okay. that's about right. It's like 15 years ago. Was it more fun yeah. then? Well, it, it, it just, there was, um, there were places you could live cheaply. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and they weren't nice, but they were cheap. And they now, existed, Now, those yeah. same places are expensive and still not nice, or they are nicer and much more expensive. It's yeah. become almost impossible to live on a modest salary doing a thing you love that doesn't pay well. So yes. if you're, if you're going to, you know, do something that isn't, if you're not motivated by making loads and loads of money, then it's hard to live here. It's sure. really hard. It's hard to live here. You're not living the way you want to be living. But then I would argue that as I'm not going to use the word artist, it's gross, but as like comedians, uh, <laughs> we have to accept responsibility for a, a lack of huge amounts of funds because we've chosen to do sure. what we do. You know, if, if I didn't have family here, I think I would have moved out. Not because I hate London, because I don't agree that it's shit and that there's no one for any of the stuff. And there's no, I know. I, I, I like kicking I off know, about things. I know. <laughs> a, but no, no, I know. But I, it, I would have probably left because I would be able to live much, much better for a higher standard of living somewhere like Manchester, which, you know, there, there's benefits to everything. I'm very zen. <laughs> no, like it, it's, you're totally it's right. Really Real Buddha complex on Andrew it is today. Really, really, really hard to live here. As a comedian, it's so much easier in Manchester because, like, uh, there's loads of gigs closer. The gigs pay more, and your costs are less. I, I mean, I when I graduated, I lived in Shoreditch for mm. four hundred pounds a month. Yeah, four hundred pounds a month. Yeah, yeah. I, what used, the, I used to live. Around... I live in Shoreditch now, and it's significantly yeah, higher yeah, yeah, than yeah. that. Oh man, it was yeah. going up exponentially when I lived here. Like, cause I used to live like around this area of southeast London. And it, you know, it was it was by the standards of now so cheap. It was it's, around that sort of it's price. Been, the 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 prices have shot up in mm. a way that is impossible for and like people Peckham with is getting gentrified. Peckham was like stabby when I lived here. Like when I lived in Peckham, it was like you knew estates not to go near. And now those are filled with like luxury flats, and yeah. it's it's, it's very, very changed hard. a lot. And like buildings like we're in now, this used to be an abandoned warehouse where there'd be parties and shit. We were talking about it yeah. before, so it was more you fun. Used to, you used to call up a number. 
and then they tell you which warehouse to go to. You'd come to the warehouse. You take might have to climb in. over a fence yeah, to get in. There'd be a bouncy castle <laughs> yeah. covered in human shit, and, yeah. you'd, and you'd have a really, really good time yeah. in a place like this. Now this place is is too expensive for us to walk near. You yeah, know? yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah very, totally. Very, very, very. I difficult. mean, this place is lovely. It's the Vauxhall Comedy Club. Lab. It is lovely. Yeah, yeah, I won't yeah, hear sure. a beer if you. No, this is some lovely gentrification. Doing it right. Essentially, if you've got my face on it, I'm a big appreciator of gentrification. It is hard for the people who serve the rich to live in the place that they work. So like if you're making coffee and and maybe you want to do that and that's a great job for you, but you can't live where you work. There's something very, very wrong with that. Like they should have put a halt on it years ago. They should have done rent control Mm -hmm. years ago and they didn't. And now we've got this weird pyramid that can't help but implode. I mean, people move out by their droves. People who didn't want to leave London move for the sake of their children. And I think there's there's less reason to be here now as well. Because if you're in the arts, certainly, because we can just produce things and put them on the internet now. We don't need to be where the industry is because we can... It's everywhere. But but the thing is, it is my home. It never was yours. It's my home and it really hurts that I have to think about leaving my home, which I don't want to do. I really don't. Right. But with with the arts aspect like isn't the bbc making a significant choice to kind of take things outside of yep. london yeah. like birmingham and manchester yeah, yeah. Set up scotland as well scotland yeah. as well right yeah. and is that what it's, it's not having that much of a practical effect yet <laughs> uh, like what all that happens is they bust loads of people up from london to go to their studios in manchester that's all that fucking happens now sure and like uh, you know things are slightly getting better but there are a lot more media companies in the north just because they can afford to actually have premises there when they're starting up and stuff like uh, so there is more of that going on and it's not like yeah, I think like culturally speaking, I think it's a better place to be because people can be, afford to be skint there and like try things out. And like Manchester's not the cheapest city as well. Like it's just it's it's comparatively to here. Yeah. Well, like coming from Sydney in Australia, like Sydney's very similar to London prices. Like yeah. it's just an incredibly expensive place. So like I kind of come here and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. This is like it, it's more. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm poorer than I've ever been. Yeah. Uh, in the last year, I was just like, God damn. Like yeah, you know, yeah. lucky I've got my uh, fiance to support me and stuff. Um, I'm but glad like, you said it so I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, it must be so difficult. I, I well, I, I paid a. I, I left it way too late to marry rich. So I'm sure. <laughs> There's always time. Um, but I, yeah, I, but I was able to pay her back like through Free Fringe at Edinburgh because mm. that's the one thing that like, people I find that weird. Like there's a definite rigidity to British people where it's like this is the way it's always been done and we're yeah. going to keep doing it this way forever yeah. because things were going quite well in the past no totally there is like, and that, that applies to the arts too like these people yeah. like you've got to do this paid fringe exactly. model and then there is a lot of that. lose there, money there is that sort of rigidity like there's a couple of things that I don't like about the general British character and that is one of them the sort of like uh, there the is sort of things like there's sort of an obsequiousness towards rules obsequiousness. and authority yeah I know I know words fucking get fuck over it fuck me I don't know uh, that one that's, like, that's above my pay grade but like it's just sort of like I got it yeah, <laughs> but like we also, know you did. <laughs> either to like historical things that have already happened. Like I can't remember who said this, but like uh, there were like uh, traditions just peer pressure from people who were dead, and I totally oh, agree wow. with that. Or for whom it worked. Yeah, you know? yeah. like the, 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 there's nothing more frustrating than people going, "When I was your age, I had a house." Well, fuck you, man. Yeah, like, the world was I, fucking I, different. I yeah. spent the last sort of. 15 years saving for a house I can't get a house I can't get a mortgage it's exhausting oh god this is depressing (laughs) (laughs) I'm suddenly like is this supposed to be a comedy podcast (laughs) it's got really sad let's change but there is a solution move to the north (laughs) just get to the north no because then you're there (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no you moved to Brighton yeah for a year basically I'm I'm moving back I fucking hate it like uh, it's I don't I don't hate it hate it like well you know I like I I love hyperbole like I love like you know yeah 
I mean, okay, so you were in London, then you went back to Manchester. Is that where you went from? Like, No, I, I moved back to Knaresborough, my hometown, for a yeah. bit. Then I lived in Leeds for a while. Then I moved to Manchester for a few well, years. What, what about Leeds? Let's talk a little bit about Leeds, because that's yeah. an area that, you know, I, I think of the place I've been... Leeds has a good vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's what... a really I was, uh, fun I was town. Uni in Leeds. Um, yeah. I was there yeah. for three years and it was excellent. It's a I great had... place to be young. There's loads of parties everywhere. Oh, so much like, fun. It, honestly, the party scene, I think, is second to none in this country. Like, there are still warehouse raves constantly in Leeds. There's house parties that are amazing. It was a great place to be a student. Yeah. It was affordable. It was yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it it's, it's the honestly best like. times of my life. But right. now. I don't particularly want to live there anymore. Like, because I, lo- I love Leeds. It's great now if you're like an office worker and you want like a corporate career. There's all that going on at Leeds. But like, what is it a financial hub? Now? It is becoming a bit more I think like it's that. It's become more so than it was. Yeah. Is that but because was, like I even was London? There recently, um, I came back from Manchester, I was staying in Leeds, and I came out on a Saturday night, and it was. It was it was it was a bit much. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was. I was walking from the station to my friend's house, and I. I it was it was pandemonium. Oh, it's carnage. It was carnage on a weekend. more so than I'd ever seen when yeah. I was like there. Leeds fucking parties. I mean, I, I like I absolutely love Leeds as a city, but like in terms of being a comedian there, there's just not the same scene there is in Manchester. There's just not as many comedians. There's no gigs. You know, it's just not right. You it's can't not just as kind practical. of sustain yourself working locally during the week and then yeah, going on the weekend. Yeah, you can a bit, weekend. but you just got to travel everywhere, and that's fine. Like it's it's a good location. But to it does travel. get time because like that's the one thing like, coming here everyone's like oh the UK is great because you can travel around all the time and obviously being an Australian I'm like that's like amazing like the fact that you can like go anywhere around the UK and then like pop into Europe in an hour yeah just like <laughs> just like pop to Europe like you know yeah. shorter than getting city to Melbourne you know what I mean but yeah, if you are moving around all the time, even if it's short distances, it is fucking draining. Mate, it's it worse really living in Brighton. That's why I can't stand living in Brighton, man. Everywhere's three hours from Brighton. Everywhere. Like, yeah. it's just too far from every fucking place. Whereas Manchester, within an hour of the city centre, there are 17 million people. I am people. starting to feel like you are being sponsored by the Chamber of Commerce. No, I just, <laughs> honest, I just fucking miss it. I've been I've been down in the south for like half a year now and I can't wait to move back. Like, I, I honestly can't. See, like, I, I, the one thing with like the south and north in the UK, like you guys love to bang on about it. I find it very bizarre because like for me, it's not the South and the North. There's just well, London. Actually, we say North and South. What is wrong with you? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've learned nothing. Like it's the North-South divide. It's not the South-North divide. Like fuck's sake. Are you man. fucking doing my accent? <laughs> yeah, man. The South-North divide, I'm yeah. Not Australia, it's the South-North divide. Oh fuck, Dan, where's a crock? Like, no, just, yeah. There's just London and everywhere else. Like, I'm sorry, there's no South. There's no north south. There's just London and everywhere. Yeah, because <laughs> because gosh. because it's important to him that there's the south and the north, but there isn't. Uh, the, the real, so, really so there's is. no north and there's no south. There's right, just so London. Su- Sussex isn't full of privilege. Like Surrey isn't full of rich cunts. Like. Like, Surrey's interesting because it's it's full of rich people and privileged people, but it's also very. Um, uh, there's a there's a very there's a whole BNP section of Surrey that is yeah, quite yeah, yeah. full on. Yeah, and um. I don't know this for a fact, obviously, but I'm guessing that BNP Surrey is not privileged Surrey. I don't think there's too much. I think you could be rich and racist. Well, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I'm like, not saying you can't. But... It's like the very top, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the very top of the rich is like the racist one, where it's just like, what? None of these, none of these are people. Yeah. These are just numbers. I don't, I don't know the demographics of Surrey well enough to be, to comment. To be fair, it's all the south to me. Like it is genuinely like once you go south of Sheffield, I'm like. That. like who knows? But this is the thing, like, South, I just really think, like, the London, London just seems to be, like, very much its own unique thing, because, like, it's just so many different people, like, so cosmopolitan, like, so multicultural, 
And then like, as soon as you start going out, it just gets like less and less and less. And like, yeah, like sure, the North, you have like your fucking gravy. But like, other than that, who okay, gives don't, a shit? Don't say that like it's not important. Yeah. It, okay? It's the best not, thing it's that a condiment. It's a condiment. I, I will get violent. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm not from the North, but chips, gravy and cheese is the best thing that's ever happened to anyone. I go cheese and chips and curry. Oh, well, that, that is acceptable to be fair. If not you've got really. a violently orange curry sauce, I will accept it. No, but I'm I, a gravy man. I won't. I'm a gravy person. Right. Do you know what? On the BBC website at the moment, there is a recipe for a Yorkshire pudding wrap. It's the most yeah, there was, amazingly... There's a place in York oh, that started doing yes. them and it went viral. God, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, they're banging. I, I had one yeah. of them in York because I like to experience proper British culture. <laughs> But like there, there is a cultural, uh, cultural and also economic divide between the north and the south, and it's not just London. Like it is, it is more than that. If you if you look at the amount that is spent by government on infrastructure in the north and south, there is a clear dividing line in the middle of the country where they stop fucking bothering. Honestly, like it's just like th- this is why the north is like we have this attitude. We feel abandoned. We feel like all the resources get funneled towards the south, and that's why we get fucking angry about it. It's right. Like no money spent on that. So on even the, north. the other counties, like as you kind of go west. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like even, even that has a like a lot more like even it, it, it just has a lot more like economic advantages. There is a lot more money spent there. Like it's just there why, is that why is that? Like because no one gives a fuck about the north. But why does no one give a fuck about the north? This because the all the power is in the south. Like, cause all, all but are the, they elect, aren't you guys elected from all around the country? So it's like you got your constituent from everywhere. Yeah, but like people in the everywhere. north tend to vote for like tend, like it, I don't know. In the past, right? Basically, I think like uh, what it is is like people in the north tend to be poorer. So people like who are and in, in general we're a small c conservative country. I think so. You know. In general, what win, like, what tends to win elections in Britain is the Tories most of the time. Like, and like, the North is mainly more Labour. I don't really know why they get abandoned when it goes to like Labour. Like, we still don't get as much. I don't really know. I can't really answer that. I just know <laughs> yeah, it's fucking I'm, I'm true. I'm keeping very silent on this one. I don't yeah. really. I couldn't intelligently comment. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say that because part of me wants to sort of talk about you know, closing of the mines, I think that had a big effect. It did. Uh, but I don't know enough about it to actually talk about it. It did, like, sure. But there is, you're, you're right on everything you've said in terms of like yeah. the, the way the North has been abandoned. So I, like I, when I first started doing stand-up comedy, I was absolutely terrified with my accent to go North. Yeah. And I soon realised that while there is that kind of cultural divide, individual people and audiences are very accepting of who you are if you're funny. Yeah, totally. And, and it's fine. Totally. So I can I can go up there and I I will never change my accent. Yeah, yeah. I will never do anything like that. I think it's inauthentic. So I would just be who I am, which is who I am. Yeah. yeah. And I do I do nicely in Manchester. I have yeah, a nice yeah, time totally. there. I do. Re- I love the north. I love Scotland. And They're I great places to gig. And I don't get. Um, shit on by audiences because of my accent. Nah, if audiences hate me, it's because I'm not funny, yeah. not mm. because um, I'm from the posh South. But I honestly, for my whole life, I just assumed yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. But then, of course, going to uni in Leeds, we got hated because we were students. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> but we also made loads of local friends. Like it's not, yeah. it's it's not a prescriptive idea, but the no. idea is not without merit as well. But like uh, on the on the minds thing, right? I think that's a really interesting uh, example. Yeah, of you what take I'm over. About. I will. Like, <laughs> right. I, I certainly couldn't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but like. I, I'm <laughs> <laughs> not from like a mining area particularly, but I think what happened with the the shutting like Thatcher shot, shut all the mines in the eighties basically. And there was a, there was a big like uh, do you know about the miners' strike at all? No. Right. Okay. I'll teach you a bit of British history. Right. Do it. So in the eighties basically um, <laughs> the there was a big coal mining uh, coal mining was a huge industry mainly in the north and in Wales and in yeah. working class areas 
and all the mines got shut down, basically, because they were being subsidised by the government and they were inefficient and coal isn't a great fuel for the future. I actually agree the mines should have been shut down, right? Okay, but is, that a, was that a, is that a controversial thing is, for a northern there, 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 okay. there is a massive, massive but that needs to be added on to that. Because there was strikes for years and mm. like a load of people were impoverished and the government deliberately starved people, basically, and it was horrific. And like people Wait, were beaten deli- in protest. Yeah, genuinely. What they, do you mean deliberately starved? So, like, like they, they were, were on strike. People? So, uh, Thatcher bought more coal uh, from Europe in order to undercut them, basically, and like keep them, like, wow. them starving. It's, it's, it's horrific. No it's a horrific part of history. In like, that area of the world, would ever have voted Thatcher because yes. what she did. That's why we fucking hate her. Yeah. But what my point is, I think, yeah, obviously, like coal mines aren't the future. At some point, they were going to have to be replaced. But what happened was they were shut down and nothing was replaced, right? Nothing happened instead. There was no re education, there was no investment in, in, in new jobs. And there was people right. were just there left to no, rot. Yeah, and now there's just empty to towns with no jobs everywhere. If you go to like places like, in the, uh, around the northwest and in Yorkshire and in Wales, there are just these towns where there are no jobs, and like uh, you can't even work in shops because no one has money to spend in the fucking shops. There's and just of course, nothing that's, there. And that's where the army goes recruiting. Exactly. And it's kind of a very exactly. fucked up system. So like, the, so yeah. there's just all these towns that had their, their livelihood ripped away from them, and nothing put in their place. Like the mines should have shut down, but it should have been like, why why aren't no, in these towns that had respect for humanity? Why aren't we building and, like fucking wind turbines in these towns? Why aren't we doing like building solar panels in these towns? Why aren't money, modern manufacturing jobs going there? Like, this is my point. Sorry, this hasn't. This isn't very funny. No, I'm just no. Me I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, like it's. Uh, it's not funny, but it, you're right. Yeah. It, no, but this. True. This doesn't always have to be funny. I got faith that we'll bring it back. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I like to learn stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's well, why yeah, I do that's this because cool, I don't like, know this stuff. Because I know people hate enough. Thatcher, but like this is why. No, yeah. but the people. People also they're covering this. up the paedophile scandals. Like she did cover up a lot of nonsense. And she, the milk. And the milk. She stole milk off people. I was mainly annoyed about the pedos, to be honest with you. But you know, I was you can, furious. You I was absolutely furious that I got made to drink milk as a child. Because like, <laughs> it was never cold. It was never cold. They'd hand you this warm milk in the morning, force it down. All right, sorry. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Just like Margaret Thatcher's being like, drink the milk, no, you fucking. Everyone right. tries to make children drink milk. Some we used people to get don't free milk, milk at school. Right. That sounds very good. Yeah, but then Thatcher took it away. So she was called Thatcher. Thatcher took your milk. Thatcher Thatcher milk snatcher. It's one of <laughs> The things oh genuinely that's a yeah i like that we every had really different childhood yeah <laughs> we continue to get the milk it was all included in the, all included in the school she's fees, drinking guys. your milk <laughs> double cream <laughs> and i didn't even want it oh, disgusting. I, I like that every english complaint has been put to a tune <laughs> <laughs> we love a song we love a chant we yeah. love a chant because yeah. it sort of takes the sting out and sometimes you need to have but the sting taken out this is know? this is the thing that i find impressive about chanting like it's completely beyond class like like there's like poor motherfuckers chant, rich motherfuckers chant. Everybody chants. What are some rich chants though? Who? What no, it's like fo- football. You could be like the poshest guy ever. But don't they... even get me started about football chants. Yeah, but you don't traditionally. <laughs> oh get yeah, because they're there. super anti-Semitic. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't no, if we're saying it, army, it's fine. If you're saying it, it's not fine. Yeah, okay? I think that's gross. Uh, <laughs> what, like, I have no part of that. How did that yid army thing work? Like, how did that even? Look, I don't know. It's taught in like a typically Jewish. It team? traditionally yeah. had a Tottenham largely Jewish fan base, but. So did Leeds United. So did a lot of clubs, and they sort yeah, of. Because Leeds is one of the Jewish areas. Leeds, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of Jewish history involved in the club at Leeds, and like we've had like anti-Semitic shit in the past from other fan bases. But like I think um, with Spurs, like yeah, they were trying to reclaim it, and like uh, teams in like there's I think it's Feyenoord who are like the Jewish team in Holland. They've done the same thing. Right. But what's happened now is a load of people who don't have that cultural history have reclaimed a thing that yeah. doesn't belong to yeah, them, yeah, and it's that, just a bit. Oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 look. I'm not a football person, but. 
if you hear other people who are not you singing Yidami at you, mm. it does not feel good. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> no, at yeah, all. Yeah, I bet. But if you, you know, if it's a bunch of your Jewish friends, so, but then, like I say, I don't go to football, but I don't know that a lot of the Jewish friends I have who go to football go to football singing Yid Army. It's like, we already know. Man. Yeah, they like, only would if they were Spurs fans as well. well like, sure, yeah. But yeah. also, like, I don't know if you're a Spurs fan, do you sing real loud? Like, it's... Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it's... It's, it is, it is. I don't. Yeah, like it's not a thing that you wanna that you wanna hear. It does not make you feel safe. No, and uh, it's awful. Yeah, I like. I think. I think if you changed it for any other racial epithet, people would be a lot more reticent well, to I, shout it. I can. I could talk for hours on that particular yeah, subject. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's very true. I think yeah. people feel weirdly comfortable saying things to some groups and not to others totally. depending on what trouble they think they're going to get but into I would say that it was a response to like mainly Chelsea fans like I've seen I've, I have, I have well, been, to been to Chelsea Chelsea fans. I have been to Chelsea <laughs> games and seen them Zeke Eiling and like it is grim and this isn't everyone and like you know obviously it's a minority but it's a much more vocal and larger minority at Chelsea than I've ever seen anywhere else yeah. and I've been to a lot of football clubs been to a lot of matches they're the worst. And like, come at me, Chelsea fans. Really? <laughs> Fucking racist cunts. Don't come at me. Don't come at me if you're Zikarling. I, like, I don't like it, man. It's weird. I don't like it at all. Just with the Tottenham bit, mm. were they doing it in order to kind of be like, hey, we do have this Jewish history in our club and we're trying yes. to show pride in that? Was yes. like the intention... It's, that, the intention... So I, I don't know the answer to yeah. that. Maybe yeah, the do, intention yeah. is that. The intention uh-huh. is there because they had a traditionally Jewish history, they were called anti-Semitic things and they've tried to reclaim it. The Which problem is, it's is, kind of like our N-word, but it didn't yeah, yeah, work exactly. in the same way. Because sure. we don't call each other it. It's yeah. weird. And, uh, it like, and most Tottenham fans aren't Jewish. Yeah. That, that's, that's the problem with it isn't it yeah, it it's, has a large contingent like yeah. most places has a large jewish contingent sure. but it's nowhere near as big as the anti-semites think it is. yeah sure so it is you know it's kind of coming from a good place but i think it's very very misguided it's not coming from a good place when it's reclaimed back uh that's I think not. they're trying to. Anyway, a lot of people think they're doing something, but I, I but yeah. But then, then a lot of people think they're doing something and they're yeah, wrong, and yeah. they should just not do it. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Just that yeah. thing, like, have, have you they know, like touching knees when you're not allowed to touch knees, guys. Muggleton. Mm. Yeah, muggles. I mean, I want to make this very clear. We're sitting here so the video can be framed properly. It's <laughs> like, let's get closer. I want to touch knees, and, and I was just like, yeah, say that into the microphone, bitch. <laughs> All right. I think a lot of people have listened to a lot of episodes of this podcast. Would I ever say, let's touch knees? <laughs> like, as a desire, just I like, heard hey, it. let's I touch heard it knees. Earlier. It's just, you know, it's just who he is. Yeah. And I don't think you should be ashamed. I mean, I will never be ashamed. As a, as a straight white man, I feel good. All the time. <laughs> All except on Twitter time. when I feel bad. Very bad. Good. I feel naughty on Twitter. Um, that got weird. Anyway, so... You went. Um, you went. You said you got a scholarship to a grammar school. No, I was. I was sort of offered one, and you when, didn't go. I didn't go. Uh, like so, it's a private school, like Leeds Boys School, something like that. It's called. I was sort of like when I was like, like as a youth, as a boy, 10, 11, something like that. They sort of uh, and a grammar a grammar school in this country. I, I don't know. Same sex. No, grammar school is slightly different. No, but like I think it's just called Leeds Grammar. I might be wrong. I'm, I'm ADHD. I forget things. Public is private. Private is private. Yeah, grammar yeah, yeah. is private, but sometimes grammar public. sometimes isn't. And state, and state is public. Uh huh. Gotcha. Right. Um, but yeah. So basically, it was like a it was like a fee paid school. But I sort of got 
offered a scholarship and I just yeah I just turned it down I didn't want to do it like I didn't I, like I just saw all those lads with like their little straw boater and like their little st- my school had boaters They're yeah fucking I just wasn't lame. having any my of that my school did not have boaters <laughs> that's really weird we actually got to choose what we wanted to wear um, within the uniform so we had the option it was a feminist high school right and we had the a option, feminist high school very much so oh, very, yeah. very feminist uh, all girls school and we had the option of trousers or skirts nice uh, look at which you which was did... quite unusual at the time yes yeah that is unusual. Yeah, it is unusual. Usually it's like, yeah, it's just a dress, right? Pretty much dress or skirt. Yeah. Like, I'm going like private schools in secondary school. Dear God. Yeah. Kilts. Yeah. And they were like... Cultural was... appropriation. Well, like, you know, it was King James's my school, so he was Scottish. <laughs> yeah, he so, you was know, Scottish, so it's It was named after him. Okay, but, like, I don't know the, about your history. The kilts were different colours depending, depending on which year you were in. So, like, year seven and eight had one colour, and then, like, nine, ten, and eleven had one. So, basically, yeah. there was a colour coding system, so you could be like, you could find exactly which colour when when girls became legal it's really creepy <laughs> really creepy which I was don't, I mean I, I don't, don't think that was the purpose I don't know how that was very much how that. it was used <laughs> I mean, so what like purple no like purple when they're in a white fine, kilt you're fine wasn't... green is borderline red stay the fuck away oh so it's like a traffic light oh so they did they traffic light it really was traffic light that's messed up man the original traffic light party and did boys have different colour ties ties yeah we did to show how fucked up they were like that's horrible Rob's was red my, uh, my red. uniform was brown the entire way through. Ooh, it was very uh, depressing. Yeah. Every day was a brown day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every day was go. a brown day. Producer merch crushing yet again. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my school, we had, we had the change of tires throughout. Like It was like the middle school one and then like the high school one and then the year 12 one. Just like you'd have a little little change in the color, but it was all green and white. Aww. Green and white, green and white. Yeah, we, are, we are dynamite. Green blazer. No. Yeah, you had that. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, we, um, we, no, ours was quite like if you wanted to wear the blazer, you could. You didn't have to wear the blazer. You were supposed to wear proper shoes, but I went to my headmistress, so I didn't want to wear them. I wanted to wear trainers, and I made her like a presentation of why I should be allowed to wear trainers. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, she said that she loved the presentation, and that I was allowed to wear trainers, but that I had to explain how I'd come to wear trainers, and no one else was allowed to wear trainers. And if I could handle that kind of bullying, then I was allowed to do it. So I did. And everyone was oh. like, "Why do you get to wear trainers?" And I was like, "A presentation." <laughs> I was not popular uh, <laughs> yeah. at all. That, but that, I was comfortable as hell. That would have resulted in a severe kicking yeah. at my school, yes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that is no, the I most, like... On brand? No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that also, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It, it fucking makes sense. Yeah. I, was, I was quite friendly with my headmistress. I used to go in for cups of tea because I quite liked Yeah. <laughs> That is so fucking British. Yeah. Well, no, she was just, I just had a couple with the headmistress. You know what it was? She was like a six foot five woman. And I was like a six foot teenager. And I just liked her. And I just, um, I, I, she was just, she wasn't cool. She was like this old Victorian lady. But she, and she had this booming voice. And she liked it when you sort of were like, well, I don't want to do what I'm told to do. Mm. But if you give a good reason, then you can do whatever the hell you want. So I'd always uh, just find a good reason. Like my school was not like that. And mine was the fancy one also. It was like... Yeah, uh, I'm still reeling that you had a school. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, adorable. Oh, zing. So cute. <laughs> In your little backwater town. It's so lovely. A little backwater town of Sydney, yeah. Australia. See, we could be top, racist too. Today we're going to learn ute repairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like top which lakes you should jump in in which you shouldn't <laughs> top 10 most livable cities in the world for like the past decade go fuck yourself so what's your crime <laughs> there's no crime there's just none we just all oh, got out of your systems didn't you I was about to say yeah back in the, back in the day I've been on parole for 200 years <laughs> yeah there's an entire city on an ankle tag <laughs> 
Yeah, with a, with a little opera house. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, like, my school wasn't bad. This is the thing. Like, I went to, like, a relatively decent state school. Like, uh, it just was a state school. And, you know, it was like... But it's a relatively ambitious one, to be fair. They were, like, you know, they would... They would try and make you be good, but like they just didn't. <laughs> just didn't that's, have such, that's such a vague school. statement. Well, yeah, they try so, and make you be they good. They sort of vaguely encouraged you to do well, but like they didn't have the same resources. My at, school like, expelled schools. you if you were getting below B. Oh fucking hell! If you were getting a B, you were killing it in my school. Like no, they, if you if you were sort of averaging Bs instead of As, they would call your parents in and fuck. talk about whether you were taking your education seriously. Oh wow! How many people were yeah. in your year at your school? Hundred. 100? That's pretty small. We were like 200. What about you? Uh, my, my school was like the biggest in Yorkshire. So I think there was about like 150 to, in a year, something like that. 150, right. 200. I don't know. I don't really know, to be honest. But it was quite, it's quite a big school. Did, did any other comedians come out of that school? No, my school. No, I went to uni at Goldsmith with Ian Smith. Um, who's Aww. also from Yorkshire? Yorkshire. Hey. Yeah, but, like, cool. No one has like no, like you know. Again, like I love Nesborough and I don't want to shit on it constantly. But like the most uh, famous person from Nesborough is if Nesborough was a woman uh, <laughs> right now. You have shit on it constantly. Yeah, I would feel really... she'd be wanting me hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be so <laughs> curious if I were Nesborough. Negging, negging your hometown, running Such that sweet game. Nah, if if anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Just spell that out for anybody <laughs> not listening closely. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. that's... <laughs> maybe, maybe cut that out. No, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, what, I've forgotten what I was fucking talking about. I mean, about you now. should do, because that was a fucking left turn. <laughs> that really was. <laughs> or a right turn if you're going political. But no, uh, the, the, yeah. the most famous person from my hometown is the keyboard player from Simply Red, right? <laughs> What's Simply Red? Um, What's Simply, Simply Red? Mick Hucknall? Come on, mate. No, this is that in- the thing where you guys are like, how could you easily? <laughs> no, easily that's fair. Haven't yeah, heard of fair. Mick Hucknall. Because I love the thought coming oh, home to you. you. <laughs> yeah, that's Mick Hucknall, his keyboard player from my hometown. Sorry, I'm standing on so your cable. jealousy's ruining my mind. Just touch her <laughs> knees like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, if you want to fuck me off, just touch me on the knee. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, like yeah. There's not a lot of cultural output. Came out of I'm trying to think of the most famous person to come out of Harrow. Uh, there's probably loads. Probably. Was your school Shit Harrow? Loads. No, no. My school. I thought was... Harrow was a boys' one. Yeah. No, yeah. The, but like, no, just my the school region. was in Edgware, but it was um, ah. the most famous person from my school. is probably uh, Esther Ranson. That's pretty famous. Or Stevie Smith, the poet. I guess she's. Uh, or, yeah, um... no. Esther who's Ranson's e- way more famous. Esther? <laughs> Esther Ranson is a horrific name. Like, who's that? Yeah, so she's, she's also a... got a questionable history. She knows some shit. Yeah. She knows some shit <laughs> Rob it's pointing uh, viciously at the camera there nah, he's, not, he's actually up. really not wrong uh, but I don't wanna she's, I, she's I don't wanna... friends with a lot of very questionable people she would let's just say she was what is she like a Nazi what are we talking no, about no just all of her mates are pedos like all of them oh it's a, it's, a, it's, it's difficult she's like Bubbles the monkey no <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent because uh, literally he only had one friend that's very good thank you for explaining the joke Le- you're welcome you're so welcome for your wonders not, now. Not, uh, no, I am. Um, <laughs> she best, was. Uh, she is she very was, unobservant. I would say that about her. That, at her see, best, she is unobservant. At, at the absolute best, you could say she did not notice anything while working at the BBC 
during the 70s and early 80s. Because that was your that was the prime <laughs> nonce era. Yeah, of the we really got through it then. Yeah, 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 that was back when genuinely in Britain in like the 70s and 80s, being a pedo was seen as a bit of a foible. It was like, oh, don't. It was genuinely like when I was growing up, like in the 90s, even like it was like, oh, don't kick your ball in over that fence. Hey, no, it'll get you. It was just seen as like a cheeky character trait. That. We always had like, you know, if you're naughty, you won't be able to go over to so and so's house. And what I've understood from you guys is if you're naughty, the man in the van will come and get you. That's like a northern Scottish a man, thing. A man, a man in the van <laughs> did try and get me once. Uh, like, he'd, he'd really? like, yeah, a guy, a guy got out of a van on my estate where I was this playing. This has taken a turn. <laughs> I didn't get me. Uh, like, but I was playing Kirby with my mate. Do you know this game? Yeah, Kirby? no, Kirby, Kirby's Dream World. No, the, the Game Boy no, game? No, no. Kirby's a game where you stand with a football and you throw it at the curb. On the, You stand on the road and you throw you the and ball. The you try and, try and bounce it off the flat bit of the curb so it comes back to you. So you throw it like that and try and get it back and catch oh, it. Oh, they're practicing throw-ins. Kind of. Uh, no. <laughs> no, the point I'm okay is with if you being miss, wrong, you can just... break a window and it's, yeah, there's so an element of danger. Basically, two of you stand at the other side of the street and the game is to try and get the ball to bounce back off the flat bit of the curb and come back to you. And if yeah. you miss that, it goes to the other person. You just take turns. Anyway, this isn't the important thing. You sure Kirby's not the important bit? <laughs> All right, if you want, you want more explanation on Kirby, but yeah, so we're playing that. We're... No, just talk about the man in the van. Obviously, everybody it. here's like, shut the fuck up, Dan. There's a yeah. man in a van. Get, get to the good stuff. Guy pulled up, like, and like, honestly, <laughs> if you were gonna, if you were gonna draw, your likability is dropping by the minute on this podcast. <laughs> That's the point. Uh, like, if you were gonna draw a pedo, this guy would be bang on. I mean, he wasn't the pedo we knew around my estate. There was a guy called Johnny Three Socks. Who <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, one of them's a puppet. Right now, the reason two on his feet, one in. His pocket no, no. souvenir. No, he had a weird gimpy hand that looked like a foot. Like he had a hand that looked like a foot, so we called him Johnny Three Socks, right? <laughs> you say that, that is... like there's a logical line from one to the other. I don't get that at all. Because he would because have to wear three, three socks because he's got like another foot. Looks like on a his foot. Hand. Oh right, I sorry, I yeah. thought gloves. I was no, you're right. You of course yeah. you're right. You went to a better school. You shouldn't get oh. that. Yeah. So anyway, he... no. Can we just say for a second there, I really felt sorry for Johnny Three Socks. <laughs> no, he was. I remembered he was a pedophile. Yeah, he used like, to stand outside the school and watch the girls play tennis. It wasn't okay. Like, you had a uh, tennis court in your school? Yeah, we did. Yeah, because we were quite rural, so there was like fields okay, and stuff. My likability may be dropping, but his fucking credibility is dropping. <laughs> <laughs> you had tennis courts. Yeah, you? I mean, we yeah, did but it was hard <laughs> tennis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We played with a squash ball. Yeah, it was just fucking the one, wild. Did you? Oh, yeah, it was mind. just like no, they just had like some concrete bit with tennis bit painted on. Oh, like, concrete. You know, yeah, that's not a tennis court. Well, that's what we that's, thought. That's it was. ambitious asphalt. No, that's we had like fields is. and stuff. Like you know, it's like we're in like we're in North Yorkshire. Like there's space. Like you know, it's not like crammed in like a city. There's like you know, there was just fields and that. Like so we had like big playing fields. Out and the this back. guy would just drive his van up and just stand. He would just no, he didn't. He could, Johnny Three Socks couldn't drive. How's he going to do the gears? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those, um, those cars that used to have just three... Can you? Just three wheels. Robin Reliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've driven one of those. What the fuck is a Robin Reliant? You know oh, what Del Boy drove in Only Falls and Horses? I don't know Only Falls and Horses. Oh, fucking hell. Get out of our country. David Jason, okay? he's I one. have to yeah. in a couple of months. <laughs> what? Oh, no, I don't want to repeat... No, you need to be careful. Yeah, I do. Saying, I, I, because no, uh, that has been... Not proven. No, it has not been proven. But you know, but it is Google well, it. You, you yeah. get me in trouble for no. Maybe I'll get me all, in trouble. Maybe cut all of that out. That's no good. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like fucking like Google it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Google David Jason. 
Google him. Anyway. Yeah, he, um, he's, he's right about that. I'll check with my legal team. Yeah, I'm, uh, you might want to cut all that out. Anyone <laughs> is, <laughs> no, the thing is, anyone who's welcome to sue me, I've got nothing to sue me for. Like, fucking come at me. Couldn't give a shit. But anyway, this isn't the point. So, <laughs> I'm so playing like, Kirby. And Johnny <laughs> Three Socks is just there. Johnny, Why not Johnny, Johnny Three, three Socks? It's a different one. I'd oh, never I'm seen sorry. this guy before. This is Johnny Two Socks. He got out of his car and he came over to us and he was like, oh, nice ball. Right, was his opening. Weird. And then uh, he was like, oh, it's a good ball. Do you want... <laughs> 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 well, like his gambit, right? Was You're like such a princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this guy's gambit was. Uh, he he was like, oh, do you want a net for your ball? Like he was like, I've got a net. I make nets. <laughs> do you wow. want to come to my house and get a net? But like we were like me and my mate were like we're off like. You know, the thing is, like, I'm from a really like nice town, but I'm from the rough estate on the nice town. So I'm not from like the East End of Glasgow, but I was like one of the poor kids in the nice town, basically. Sure. So we were straight smart enough to tell them to fuck off. Like, we were like, fuck off, you weird nonce. But we had to like talk to the police and all this, and like, that's yeah. like, a whole right. thing. And yeah, it was genuinely like, apparently, yeah, he was going around trying to get kids to get in his van. So. Well, did he we use uh, nets for everybody? Because I, I don't maybe... know. It was like, you know, it was like that think tempting. he tailored it yeah. for different it's kids. Like, I'm like, like, what do you think he's into nets? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't need to store my ball that well. I was like fucking nine. I didn't give a shit about having a carry bag. If it's been in a dog's mouth, it doesn't need storage. Do that's all my tennis balls have been taken from the park. Yeah, and that's why I can't store these nuts. <laughs> we used to see we um, what a my low school point. was right. My school was right next to a park, and the park was full of flashes because they knew there was a girls' school right next to it. Right. So we had um, lessons on what to do if you got flashed. And Can you break that down? Because it happens to me all the time. So, I've um, never known how to react. Do you, you know what a flash Usually is? I give them a golf clap. <laughs> well, this is well, useful see, for me to know the enemy's strategy. So, <laughs> so what the, I don't know that I think it was the right strategy, but we got taught that if someone were to flash you, and obviously it wasn't an if, it was a when, and we all got flashed 100%. Really? Uh, you yeah, got flashed? Yeah. How, many, how, many, how many times? A couple of times. Okay. It was, so they, the um, analog dick pic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And the, the strategy that they gave us was to point and laugh and go, is that all you've got? What? That is, now, that's, that's the worst advice. Like that's what they want. To yeah. cock shame someone. No, no but that's well, what they're into. Well, it was, it's, right. it was a very strange thing because for me, it would have been... Is that I think, all you've got? That no, all I you've got, got plenty more as he pins you down. What the fuck Flashes aren't traditionally violent, but, um, no. but I don't think the humiliation and stuff to tell 12-year-olds to say that no, to grown men. So what I think they terrible. probably should have done is just say, just run away yeah. as quickly as possible. Yeah. But they didn't. They told us to, to... sass them. To, like, shame and sass them. And yeah. it was... Uh, I mean, like, that's what we... And that's what we did. Like, that's yeah, what yeah. we did. I think it might be why I am the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you've responded to every pain of sense? Yeah, it's just like, is that all you've got? Sorry, I really like this. I don't know why I'm like this. Is I that all was, you've got? No, you've yeah. got an excellent personality. I respect <laughs> your creativity. And, and great cheekbones. <laughs> but yeah, so ultimately, bizarre. it's probably yeah. why I, uh, you know, why many of my relationships have ended now <laughs> because of because of my constant need to penis shame. <laughs> God, that's school. <laughs> I just, I don't think we ever got. I'm trying to remember if we ever got a strategy. Like the boys' schools get strategies no, on anything. Like, nah, like... I think that there's a very, very big difference between how young boys are brought up mm. to deal with predators uh, in that they don't know that they exist a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. young girls, it's not that we we know they exist so unbelievably early. Like even like even without being told, we know they exist. Whereas you guys might have to be told there are men yeah. who actually like little boys. We don't need to be told. 
like some of this, I mean, Jesus, some of the stuff people say to you, like I was a really tall kid. So by the age of about nine, I was getting pervy comments. And that's crazy. That's yeah. the reality. Of yeah, it. yeah, you know, yeah. Because th- in fairness to them, they thought I was 13. You don't mean to be a dick, right? They thought I was in double digits. So I don't want to man shame everyone. Right? And, and I was fit. So yeah. <laughs> at 13, I nearly had breasts. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, don't touch my knees. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, oh man, that double digits thing is like so funny, but just like so like, ugh, you know, just like because you can kind of. I know the kind of dude you're making fun of, Which and that's kind of dude. gross, gross ones. I oh, so dude, dude. Dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's a that, that, you know there what? is only That's, degrees, isn't so it? So there like? are there are only degrees. It's weird because I I never wanted to be the kind of feminist who's like yeah all men and then not all men and all the rest of it. But ultimately, when you have had gross stuff said to you from an extremely young age, which I have, and which almost every woman I know, especially ones who looked older mm. than they were, which I did, mm. it's um it's really difficult to not think that way, even. One percent of the time, all the time. Well, I, I, I like one percent all the time. You know, like it's yeah. it, it, it's um it's a hard thing to unlearn when you have had inappropriate sexual interest from a very young age. Well, I would say, mm. as as like uh, as a man who has a lot of experience of other men, like it is all of us. We are all gross. <laughs> no, just I think the difference between a good man and like a bad shitty yeah, creepy please, man. Please tell me the difference. Like I think my idea, like basically we all Bro, have the this same. This is a trap. Yeah. Oh, I know. No, he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. Do you think he thinks that I don't? We get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, right. Basically, like we all, we there is a horrible, disgusting bleakness at the core of every man the difference between a good man and a bad man is whether we act on it or we say the shit that we have the instincts all of us but like good men we squash it down we squash it down but you i'd you, rather someone said it than i can work out the degree of which the grossness is grossness what they say, accept. Though, yeah yeah exactly i don't want people you to don't like... want me saying the things i think in my head like you don't want me doing that but right. like, are you saying that like women just don't have that? Like they're no, just, I they're, don't, they're I like, don't know. I can't speak why, for women. Why are they, why are you asking him? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> because he's the one saying it. And I was expecting you to jump in, which you did. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he so, just called me predictable. Well, guess what? No, 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 no there's no coffee left. Or <laughs> yeah, but no, just like, I, are you, I'm sorry, are you asking me a question as a woman? I haven't heard it yet. Sorry, on behalf of all <laughs> Jewish women. <laughs> Thank you, finally. Uh, um, uh, what's the question? But like, you're like, your brain is just fucking sunshine, daisies and child rearing. Like, come on, what? No, it's not. End of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know, but I mean, no, of course not. But, and I, I don't understand. I mean, there's a lot of, I'm very itchy. There's, <laughs> is it like dusty in here? Yeah, probably. Um, I uh, I don't I couldn't say because I haven't studied brains. I I think that stereotypes and blanket statements are unhelpful. But they're fun but they're and fun. convenient and, you and want quicker. Me to do, yeah, and you want me to do that? I don't, yeah, because we got to wrap up, and I will happily. <laughs> we, we have to. Yeah, no, it's, it's a difficult one. Like I don't know what all women think. I know that I believe this world has been misogynistic and sexist for so long that young men are brought into a world where they can't help but react in a way like I it's a, it's a difficult one man I don't know like women love sex just as much as men it's just I don't 
I don't know that we think about it as much, but maybe we do. I don't know, man. I'm on antidepressants. I don't think about it at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, even when I'm doing it, I yeah. literally am thinking about many other things. But uh, that's a multitasking woman thing, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with stereotypes. You go for it. I'm totally comfortable with stereotypes. Yeah, Why yeah. aren't you comfortable? That's the, I want to go back to that. Why aren't you comfortable with stereotypes? Come on. We need them. Okay. We can't There's explain There's no smoke without everything. fire. They don't apply to everyone, but like... Look, they, they don't apply to everyone, but it's, it can be really difficult because I, I have found that a lot of male behavior has been the same since I was a very young age to now. Mm. But like Rob's been interrupting you the whole time. No, he hasn't actually. That was you. Um, <laughs> been listening don't... intently. Watch the tape. Back. <laughs> Listen, don't feel bad. I just called you a man for the first time. So, um, <laughs> Thank I, you. You're welcome. But it is all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> now let's penis shame the entire room and get the fuck out of here. I need the loo. Uh, I I think. What was the question? Fuck knows. Oh, why aren't you comfortable with stereotypes? Yeah. I I, because, I okay because. I always describe myself as a reluctant heterosexual. I think I, I, um, I think that it was unfortunate that I looked older than I was. To be sexualized at such a young age kind of colors your view of the opposite sex pretty much mm. forever. So my whole like sort of romantic history has been trying to unlearn and break down what I consider incredibly threatening behavior. Mm. So to then add stereotypes of all men on top of that means I'll never ever be with anyone and I don't want that. Sure. So that's why. That's a fair point. Yeah. I'm you. like, I'm like, yeah. That... <laughs> Thank you so much. No, I'm just like, <laughs> fuck. I can say that without it being condescending. I know that my voice... Can you voice... try again then? I don't <laughs> know. Can, can you? Let's uh, give it another go. Every... <laughs> he likes it's... being bullied. That's why he invited us. It's just my voice. My voice sounds condescending i know this explanation also sounds condescending all right i know it's a problem for me it's like i sound sarcastic most of the time yeah like people <laughs> never take me seriously like people always think i'm taking the piss when i'm even if i'm trying to be serious yeah. I, I, I get the same thing because people think i'm really really intelligent <laughs> <laughs> end of sentence yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, there definitely is a thing with uh, like middle class accents, though. I think yeah. people, no, people I, assume I, you are smart. It was like it was a yeah, joke, no, but it's, it's true. totally true, like, and vice versa. Like people assume I am thick and not doing anything nuanced, even when I'm trying to do something. Well, my, my friend Angie, you know Angela Barnes. Yeah, and yeah, she I know, says love that, Barnes. Um, yeah, Barnes is amazing. She says she has a working class accent, and she says the um, amount, and she's also got a degree in history and an infinite knowledge of all sorts of stuff yeah she's like Cold she, War. she's a massive nerd yeah yeah massive nerd and she says the amount of times people underestimate her is just overwhelming yeah. the amount of times i am overestimated because yeah. of my accent <laughs> is about the same like i had this canadian boyfriend once and he's like well you like shakespeare I'm like when have you like what yeah. i mean i do but that's not the point <laughs> like, i had never once been seen reading or quoting or talking about shakespeare but my accent oh you you like shakespeare i it's get the weird. same thing with kez yeah <laughs> <laughs> you probably like because i do brilliant. like kez it's oh, great. Cool. <laughs> That's a film. A film. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna be like about a young boy with this pet kestrel. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's fantastic. Uh, most people. Most people look at me and assume I'm very outdoorsy and masculine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you... how we're ending on a joke. That's so sweet. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Well done. I well do done that. You. Um, I'm a comedian. I end most things with yeah. jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but just um, uh, the one thing I was gonna ask. <laughs> All right, Andrew, Andrew just covered the bike to whisper yeah. something mean. No, no, I just said I desperately need a week. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Wrap, we'll wrap this thing up. One, one last thing. Um, people putting on accents here. I think based on where people get educated, people change their accent quite regularly in this country. Is that just like a professional thing? I, I find it abhorrent. 
Yeah, I but do. like, I, it becomes I their accent it's... though. Like, I'm not saying like they change it, like just for certain conversations, but like they just lean in. No, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to speak for anyone who wants to change their accent. I'm just say for myself personally. I am middle class and I do speak sort of RP and to change that would what's be... A, what's RP? Received pronunciation. I've learned that last time, didn't that, I? Yeah. To change that would be an inauthentic way to express myself. And so if I'm like in a place that is uh, full of working class accents, for example, Cockney mm-hmm. accents, the idea that I would ever change to fit in mm-hmm. is insane. It's insulting to them. It's insulting to me. But I've seen people do it. The girls at my school used to do it and it's weird. Yeah, it's and gross it's, and that it's, way. And you see through it in two seconds and the, what's the point? Be yourself. Yeah. And they either like you or they don't, and they might not, and that's okay too. But it's Mm. it's gross that way. But it makes and like there's a lot of comedians pretending to be working class, and I fucking hate every one of them, and I fucking see you. But like. I, I say it's so easy to see through. I don't see you. Oh, I, <laughs> I have no idea who you, he's I'll talking you about. He's going to tell me after. But, uh, <laughs> no, but like, it, it, it just makes me sad when I see it the other way. I understand it when working class people um, soften their accent because you do get judged well, on that, it. That's especially why I took back it, what I said when I said yeah. it's abhorrent. I said I'm only speaking for me because yeah, I Yeah, no, I, I just think it's sad like, yeah. when I see it. And like, I get why people do it. Like, If you've got a working class accent, you are genuinely judged in this country because accents mm. have so much uh, weight in this country and cultural. and like, well, you they, can, they, they bleed into the class system, which is massive. still very much massively yeah. there's a huge part of it and like uh, especially if you're trying to work in like a if you want to be like a top lawyer in London and you've not got the right accent you're fucked you're not, it's not going to happen like that's one of the things they judge you on I mean things have yeah. changed in comedy I would say but probably not anywhere else and not but enough and why? like it's still a thing and like you still it's still like but why it, pretend to be working class is that like does it mean you can talk about things in a different I way I think to does try it... and be like cooler uh, to try and uh, sort of hide your privilege so it looks like you're right. more authentic um, yeah. Whilst being less, and like to be honest, I think like if you're if you're a like a comedian who is pretending to be working class, you are doing blackface. It is cultural blackface. It's the same shit. Mm. You're pretending to be uh, an oppressed group, and I think it's fucking disgusting. And yeah, I think I couldn't agree shame more. on you, shame on you if you are doing that. It is like one of my biggest bugbears. Yeah. Like seeing people like what they always do is they always talk about the rough area they live in, even though they only live in that area because they wanted to make their uni experience more authentic. And it, <laughs> they, and then they have a go at their area and just. Have like have a go at poor people and, and sneer at working class people through this veil of pretending they're one of them mm. and I think it's fucking disgusting and I really hate it um, <laughs> like, later on when you're not listening we will get examples oh <laughs> many examples many. I'm so tempted to say them now but don't, I'm not gonna don't do it I'm not don't gonna do don't do it um, alright last last question last question I know I know I'm getting the, I'm getting the pee leg shake because our knees Christ. are still touching yeah. um, so, um, if you if you could live anywhere else in the if you had to live somewhere else in the UK you're currently living in Brighton yeah um you live london where would you live if you had to live somewhere else um anywhere in the uk i could live in brighton i could live in manchester okay one of those two yeah i I, i'm a city person i'd have to live in a city but i wouldn't mind living by the sea and as much as brighton is full of hippies i i I could live with that i think it's all right like um i I did my my main problem with brighton is the drinking water it's fucking horrible uh the travel is do you know what the water is so much i could live in edinburgh because i know edinburgh's great edinburgh's an amazing city it's not practical as a comedian no like i think honestly i think the best place to be a comedian in the country is manchester and i'm moving back there because of that like, okay. Um, so, but like, just if you take comedy out the picture, pure lifestyle. Pure lifestyle. Pretty cool. Manchester, Manchester is, a cool, is a cool town. I think if you took comedy completely out of the equation, Bristol's pretty great as well. Bristol's cool. I think I would probably go Edinburgh if I could. Mm. If, if there was no other yeah. things, like Edinburgh's such a beautiful city and it's really cool and I love it. So, I like, if there was nothing else, like if I didn't have to travel for work, I think probably Edinburgh. But uh, yeah, like I'm moving back to Manchester in the new year, so I guess that answers Great. the question, doesn't it? I'm staying in London, living yeah. in a, a hovel forever. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I will die in this hovel. No, I'd actually, ideally, I'm, I'm going to go to California. Ooh. I'm planning. I'm planning a little trip uh, to tout my wares and see if I can get myself over there. Amazing! Very yeah. excited because they need another Jew in the comedy, <laughs> in the comedy industry. They're just begging for my original voice. Everybody needs another Jew. Yeah, great, uh, great time to end. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Where can people find you, Andrea? Uh, at Shut Up Andrea on Twitter. That cool. is a very self-aware handle. Uh, so, <laughs> um, any, anything else? Like anything? I mean, I, you know, I've, I've got stuff that I'm doing. Uh, I'm not, I haven't got a show or any previews at the moment, but I'll be in Edinburgh next year. Great. So, Andrew uh, for, for an as untitled show about uh, loneliness and aging, I guess. I don't know. In, <laughs> in, in, in and and, and anti-Semitism. I'm throwing all that out there. I think it'll be funny. <laughs> all right. At Shut Up Andrew. And that's Andrew Hubert. And Rob? Uh, like, when's this coming out? It's coming out this week. All right, cool. Well, uh, I'm releasing my special on uh, the 6th, I think it is. Sunday the 6th. Um, for people who are watching this... 6th like, of I'm, October. Of October. 2019. That's the one. Because this could be in a fucking time capsule, can't Yeah, that is true. So, But like, if you're watching it later than the 6th of October 2019, it's out. Watch it on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> or on my website. It's robcomedy.co.uk. I'm putting it up on there. I filmed it at Edinburgh. I think it's really good and you should watch it. He is very funny. Thank you. He is funny. Uh, my handle is at Rob Mulholland on like Twitter or Insta. But like Rob Comedy is the best place to go. It's got all my links on there. You can find all my videos. And yeah, if you want to watch that special, I'm going to do a, a preview, like a sort of premiere at 6pm on October the 6th. But go on my website. You can see all those details. Check it out. Fantastic. Other than that, just find him in Manchester. He's moving there. Hey. <laughs> He's very tall. He's his foot. Yeah, I am. Uh, and you have a podcast as well. Oh, I do. Give yeah, I should mention that. Yeah, uh, it's called Rob Mulholland has an opinion. And I'll, the episodes I'll... are really short. Short enough for Andrew to go to the bathroom. Jesus We're Christ. ending this episode. I need to leave. The way the way you ended is everyone says cheers, mate. Count of three. One, two, three. Cheers, cheers mate. mate. All right. See you guys later. It's a good one. Bye. <laughs>
let you go. 